Mm, this is the life, bo 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 bo. Did you watch that? That was a, one of the songs from Tick Tick Boom. There, the Andrew Garfield, uh, Andrew Garfield, Jerry Seinfeld, Andrew Garfield, um, Garfield, um, whatever the musical he was in. Um, and you know what? I, I'm not going to have a go at the Bose fans, right? Maybe they're already using it. I don't know. I've been to a few Bose matches, as you know. Pluck ravens, pluck out my eyes, for I am bored. <laughs> am I, have I been cursed by Odin himself to watch this misery? <laughs> I'm not having to go exclusively at Bose. No, I like hanging out with my friends. They're gonna feel. They're gonna fucking not invite me to matches anymore. I like hanging out with them, but the best part is the pints. Anyway, um. I wanted to get a little sing-song going, you know, because he has a song, in the, and uh, I don't remember the name, Jonathan, whatever his name is, the guy that Andrew Garfield plays, the guy who wrote uh, Rent, right, who died the the day it kind of um, had a workshop premiere before it actually got made. His opus, this piece, Rent, one of the, one of the more successful Broadway um, musicals, um, and he'd written this other one called Tick, Tick, Boom, which... Never really had a proper run. But anyway, Lin-Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame made a movie based on that. And there's a song in that about living a kind of bohemian New York lifestyle. And it's got a very catchy chorus where it says, This is the life, bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bohemia. But it's from a musical. And it's a bit camp. And I, and I don't see the Bose fans getting on board with it. Maybe if I just started. Hey guys, this is the life. Bo 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 bo. This is the life. Coming seventh in the league. <laughs> Releasing a new kit every fucking five minutes, though. Hey, this is a new Bob Marley kit. Okay. Does it have any? <laughs> does it have any stimulus to make you play better? Does it have like a? Does it have that kind of that uh, Bane IV juice in the tag to make our players play better? Then why are you fucking telling me about it? And then I got a new one for Dublin bus. They got they're really they're really marked between the Dublin bus and I'm not having to go and not and having to go to reggae culture right <laughs> why did I start the sentence but they have one kit that has the kit that that's in partnership with Dublin bus you know to kind of elicit all those phenomenal feelings that you have uh, with Dublin bus all you remember the best days of your life that you've had on Dublin bus right that's to kind of elicit those emotional responses when you see these players playing in their Dublin bus kit but having one away kit that is a, has Bob Marley on it and one with Dublin bus it's like a perfect Venn diagram for the sort of person who <laughs> who gets the, you know you know you're on Dublin bus and you hear the Dublin bus would like to remind people there's absolutely no smoking you know <laughs> and you look back and just you know there's one lad just sitting there like, oh, I didn't even know he was smoking, you know, <laughs> or there's no one there sometimes. And you're like, I wonder if he hit it by accident, the driver. It's mad that there's a button for that. There's like a the go button. <laughs> there's the go button. There's the stop button. <laughs> there's the lights. There's the horn. And there's a please don't smoke any bifters on here, bro. <laughs> and there's like five buttons that they have on Dublin bus. And these two Bohemians kits are the perfect Venn diagram. I mean, it's cool. Look, it's cool. I love reggae. Just don't like football that much. I'm laying into the football a lot right now. I don't mean to. I mean, whatever. I'm just, I feel free. Do you know what I mean? I feel free right now. I just feel, um, I'm not, do you know what happened to me, right? Hey, look at me. Look me in the eyes. I um, I just feel like I don't, I want to, I feel like, I feel like fucking Candy Satin. 
I feel like walking it there like Carrie Bradshaw. Watch your fire. I won't love you, baby. To be real. I just want to be real with you, right? I just want to be real with you. I don't like, you know, I love hanging out uh, with people. Um, same, I'll go willingly spend 50 quid to go to a rugby match. There, You know, if there was dogs, if it was crufts, you know, I'd be having a much better time. Anything, any, anything, anything on that field. And that's not to say I won't go. I like going. I like hanging out with people. <laughs> but literally anything on that, it was in the Aviva. And, you know, there was dogs running around. We're like, you know, and the dogs are all terrified. Jumping through hoops, you know. There's piss, it's piss everywhere. <laughs> just pissing. All the dogs pissing. I mean, much better crack. Not because there's the dogs are in pain, you know. Anything. Um, if there was a live, uh, like kind of a you know, uh, ninja warrior, you know, Takeshi's Castle. All these. I'm gonna write a list of things I would much rather watch in a crowd than traditional sport. You know, there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing. I've tried everything. Went to the guy match. It's fun. I like going with my mom. I like cheering when everyone else is cheering. We're happy together. And then we're all sad together sometimes, you know. Um, or if you go to a, a, a match with my auntie Pa and the dubs are dominating the side. She's like, let's just go. It's boring. She's annoyed. She's annoyed. She's annoyed that D- Dublin have been so dominant, you know. <laughs> so I've tried everything, right? And, you know, if there was, I don't know. No, I've given good examples. Yeah, no Ninja Warrior and, you know, Wipeout. Something like that. Live. You know, um, a David Icke talk, <laughs> a 10 hour talk that he does in stadiums. Right. Some some class like, yes, tell us about the Rothschilds again. Tell us about the Rockefeller family again. Anyway, look, moving on. Um, I'm being real with you guys. Right. I still love you. You'll see me. You'll see me at all these sporting events. Just know. I'm only here for the crack. I'm only here for the beer, guys. Hey, I'm an alien. Take me to your dealer, and I'm only here for the beer. Okay? I'm one of those uh, posters that you see in nine-year-olds' rooms. Anyway, update on me not taking any stress. Remember I was telling you last week, I'm not, ta- Look, I'm not taking any stress, guys, okay? Don't be delegating your stress onto me. That's my new thing, right? Well, it's kind of been my thing for a while, and I was kind of acting like it was me being lazy, but now my new motto is I'm not taking the stress, guys. Please, I'm not taking the stress. It's not that I'm lazy. I just want the stress, man. <laughs> no, this is not me being an asshole. You know, some people are like, look, I tell it like it is. And you're like, oh, fuck, here we go. Here we go. You know, this isn't RuPaul's best friend's race. You know, that kind of kind of this exact same thing. It's kind of like I have a motto that I say to be a prick. You know, I'm not being one of them. Right. And I'm also not being one of those people who are like, you know, look, look, guys, I hate drama. OK, I hate drama. OK, I see drama and like I'm out of here. OK, this, the same people who say they hate drama are also the same people who attract it like they are a red dwarf of burning gas that they have the gravitational pull of a, of a sun 10 billion times the size of our own. You know, um, they seem to attract stress like that and they will eventually like a red dwarf. Uh, engulf all of the planets that revolve around them. We'll be talking more about that later on. We talk about the solstice. We're talking about the sun. Anyway, the point I'm getting here, as I'm not taking any stress, I was in the car there yesterday, and I've told you, right? Woe be tied. I be in front of you in the car, and the red light goes green, and you give me a little, huh? You're giving me a little, huh? Just to let me know, thanks, bro. 
Thanks, bro. What am I, Darius? You really think I'm Darius, bro? Colorblind. What, you think I'm the Counting Crows in here, bro? I know I can play it, but I'm not colorblind. Okay? I'm just thinking about something. <laughs> so don't be giving me your little, huh? Right? I didn't know there was a duck in here. Right? <laughs> I'm doing too many analogies. Anyway, the point I'm getting is you hit that button. That's the me go slower button. That's what you just hit. Okay? And I don't like people beeping at me. It is you are getting. If you think the beep is for me to head north, then you have just given me a direction of due south to head towards. I am now going in the opposite of your magnetic polarity of where you want me to go because you've done it in the wrong way and I'm a very emotional guy, okay? <laughs> and I don't like stress. No, I was in the car, right? And you know those roads that kind of go from, you know, two lane into one lane? And, you know, if you're a little bit ahead, you assume the person behind you is going to slow down a little bit. So I was in a lane going from a two lane to a one lane, but it was also... This two lane into a one lane was just on the other end of this very busy uh, kind of four four way crossroads, right? Just be very busy, especially a rush hour. So anyway, I'm going into the kind of from the the two into the one, right? And there's maybe one foot one foot of space, right, from the car in front of me. And so the light goes, and everyone does what they always do, is they ignore the yellow boxes, right? They just ignore it, and they're going for it. Everyone's just trying to go for it. Get exactly where they need to be right now. And then what happens is sometimes that if it goes to a red light, they get stuck in the middle of the crossroads, right? In the middle of the intersection. And then they're blocking it for everyone else. So I move up a little bit, right? And I'm not in this, because I don't I don't rush into things like that. If I see, hey, the, the, the amber light is not a go faster light, okay, guys? It's not a go faster light. It is a stop unless it is unsafe to do so. What I consider unsafe is my head going forward even a little bit. Okay? By stopping. I want to have perfect uh, balanced inertia when I stop. Okay? I'm actually incredible at stopping. <laughs> I'm very good at going from a serious speed down to completely stopped without you feeling it. In a very short period of time, I balance and navigate the world of inertia <laughs> very well. Like a, like a uh, seasoned water dancer. This is the world I navigate. <laughs> I actually might change my... You see those like... But you ever see like... I, I, I sometimes just find... I'm going to come back to everything I'm saying in a second. But I sometimes just like look up weird... Weird people who have been like on Joe Rogan's podcast who are like weird hippy-dippy weirdos and like all their kind of... um, Like all their kind of, you know, Burning Man type friends and stuff like that. You know, weird kind of like, you know, uh, Burning Man influencer models, right? Who have stuff like, you know holistic water dancer as their profession you know things like that i just find that fascinating so i'm going to change my instagram bio to tony cantwell right um wife to terry wife to terry wife to terry we actually change it up in our house wife to terry dad to little sonny and uh master of inertia with a picture of um two arrows going each way Like the emoji of two arrows going each way. Anyway, as a master of inertia. I don't know if, not, don't know if that was my point. Um, so yeah, these lads were driving in really fast to try and get out of double yellow boxes, right? And I maybe had a foot, like a foot of space where I could have moved up a little bit, right? But like it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have brought an entire car out of the double yellow... Anyway, the point, out, of the, out of the yellow boxes. So I'm hearing this beeping, right? And I'm, 
So immediately I think it's to do with me, right? Because that's because if it's a negative thing, if I heard like applause behind me, I wouldn't think it was for me, right? But I hear him beep and I'm like, oh, what did I do, right? What did I do? You know, it's the same kind of feeling I have when like, you know, I'm walking by a group of pe- a group of girls and I, and they la- they're laughing and they're laughing because they're laughing, right? But I think they're laughing at me because they think I look like a, like a hobo. That's what I th- <laughs> that's what I think when I hear girls laughing, <laughs> and I just think of walking by just a group of girls and they're laughing. I'm like, oh, you know, I knew I should have got a haircut. I knew I should just have my hair short and shave my beard. That's what I think, right? Anyway, you don't need to know all that, right? Anyway, so um, I'm hearing this beeping, and I look behind me, and there's this woman, and she's not making any sharp hand gestures at me. She's behind me, right? And I'm like, oh, it might be beeping her, but why are they beeping her? Right? And the beeping's coming. I'm hearing like three or four different pitches of beep, me, 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 from all over the place, right? And I'm looking around trying to find the source of this thing, right? And and I look over to my right, and there's a guy in a car, and he's going the opposite direction. So he's, you know, he's facing the other way, and he's going towards the crossroads, right? And he's wearing these sunglasses. And he starts pointing at me. He's like, you, you mouthing this, like, you, sharp point, you. And then he starts going, like, up, up, like, move me, move forward. Like, move forward like a foot, right? This fucking high king of traffic trying to fucking have me move. And I just, and I didn't know what to do. I regretted, like, I told Terry that what happened is I just shook my head and I said, no, that's not what happened, right? What I did was I said, gave him a thumbs up for too long and stared at him for too long. And I gave him a thumbs up and I didn't move, right? And then the light went green and I was able to move up. But I'm not, listen, he's getting stressed about something he's seeing, right? Those Klims should not have driven into the fucking, <laughs> this is any good. Oh, this used to be an inspired podcast. No, uh, they drove into the yellow boxes. They drove into the yellow boxes. They would have no, they have nowhere to move. And then they panic and they delegate stress. Guess what? Do you know what the great thing about a car is? It moves. You're not stuck here forever. In about 10 seconds, it's like he's going to go green and we're all going to move. And in the worst possible case, say your car is blocking another lane of five cars. It's only going to be 30 seconds and then the lights are going to change again. Or do you know that big fucking thing that you're holding with your hands? People can use that and they can drive around you. Chill the fuck out. So this is just a long-winded story to tell you how chill I am. about when I'm driving. Anyway, look, let's just all chill the fuck out, flake out. It's the longest day of the year. Let's celebrate the sun on today's Tony Cantwell Shit Show. stuff lovely stuff from me there with the theme song for this podcast <laughs> um oh i didn't uh, tell you up top that this podcast is sponsored by the dubliner irish whiskey check them out on the dld.com or in dunn stores in store um, and at dubliner whiskey on all of the soch uh, i did a couple of voiceovers there for some of their tasting notes for some of their new whiskeys i tell you I've always said it. Whiskey is a very underrated summer drink. The reason I was going out in the car was to get canisters from a CO2 so I could get sparkling water, bear with me, uh, to mix with a shot of um, the Dubliner Old Fashioned, which is my favorite drink that they've ever made. It tastes like drinking an old fashioned, all the pageantry of it, all the fragrance of it all. Um, And for me, drinking it with a load of sparkling water and some uh, bit of squeeze of orange, a bit of squeeze of lemon and lime in there, it actually tastes like I'm drinking like like a like a boozy Lucasade. That's the buzz that I'm on, you know. 
A load of ice in a big pint glass. Ooh, I might have one after this responsibly and drank over a long period of time. But anyway, we're talking about the sun. We're talking about my son. Talking about the sun. Um, remember um, Michael Keaton. Um, I always talk about this. Michael Keaton and he gives his Oscar speech for Birdman. And um, I used to slag it off. Now I get it. He's like, I want to dedicate this to uh, my best friend. He's uh, my partner. He's a um, guy I always turn to. He's uh, kind. Did I say kind already? And the other thing about him, he's my son. <laughs> he's my son. <laughs> and I used to slag him about it. But now I get it. Because uh, speaking of the son, uh, no, I'm not going to say that the... Anyway, moving on. Uh, the sun, my moon and stars. Um, anyway, look, I'm going to talk to you about the sun. So um, I asked, as you know, I act like a badass neo-pagan because I am one. But someone who is an actual badass neo-pagan and who's all about the mythology and folklore is associate producer to pod Ben Clifford, um, who very generously, I asked him, he said, did I need any help with any upcoming episodes? I said, you know what, mate? 21st of June is the summer solstice. What you got? What you got? And he did a slew of research. Although he very, very funnily uh, started the email by saying, "This I'm writing this straight from my uncle's chicken coop because there's fuck all about um, the summer solstice online. Well, there actually is quite a lot. He was being quite um, self-deprecating while stealing my bit, which I'm fine with. Look, it's all part. It, look, I'm happy. I'm happy for, you know... These, uh, these bits to be out there for people to do them. I'd love to see someone do an impression of me. You know, very hard though. I'm one in a million. As a master of inertia, it's very hard to pin me down. Um, anyway, moving on. Look, before we get into the... Let me tell you what an actual solstice is, okay? Right? Before we get into the namby-pamby druids and all their... Hope that's not a homosexual slur. Is namby-pamby bad? Hang on a second. Namby-pamby. Meaning, is it bad? Lacking energy, courage, strength, weak, ineffectual. No. I just thought it sounded a bit, you know, flouncy and, you know, pumped, you know, something, you know. Um, But it isn't. They're not, you know, no one's, you know, we'll move on. Yeah. Anyway, before we get into the druids and how gay they were for the sun. <laughs> no, no, no. How much they love the sun, right? Um, Let's tell you about what it actually is, is the sun. Right. Uh, so the sun, right, the summer solstice is when the sun is at its highest point in the sky. I figured this out partially because Ben told me, but also but if you look at an Apple Watch, there's a thing that will show you that. Right. Uh, I won an Apple Watch for being a badass sales rep back in the day. So um, I know everything about the sun now because of that. Uh, no, it's when the sun is highest at its highest point in the sky. So an easy way to remember this is like a picture of the sun at a party. Right. Hitting a bong like early on in the party and they're like fuck shit how, how am I supposed to speak to people now I literally you know I just got here that was a bad mistake I should have been at least you know three points in everyone's super sober everyone's now asking me like what's up and how things are we're not going back to just to do an old bits we're not in that part of the night people are like how's things how's your son you know I am the son you know everyone seems really so so just picture that you know the sun just freaking out being that, holy shit, are people whispering about me right now, right? That's an easy way to remember. And it was believed that when the sun was this high, mm. uh, that when the sun um, 
was this high in the sky on this day that it would chase away demons and darkness, opening up a path for wealth and abundance. So as you know, I'm a badass neo-pagan and I like to raise my family in the neo-pagan way. And here's a new neo-pagan tradition that I just made up, right? Kind of a modern for the digital age, right? In the same way that the, you know, our ancestors would have looked at the sun and thought, how fortunate we are another day, no more cheetahs jacking off our sons, you know, um, <laughs> you know, we're fought, you know, we have a bit more light uh, chasing away the demons in the darkness. How about you choose today, this Tuesday, the 21st of June on the summer solstice to chase away some of your demons and how I think you can do this in a digital way to eradicate a demon in your life is to unfollow someone. <laughs> on or maybe multiple people maybe do a bit of a spring clean you know i'm finding myself looking at uh, instagram and uh, and twitter and back on twitter and uh, and seeing a few people i'm like ah this chaps get me down big time um and i kind of i'm still following them because i'm i get a kind of a sick pleasure sick sick twisted pleasure from being wound up by the things that they say um so i'm going to unfollow that person these people this type of person today. Um, I mean, not maybe right now, because I might make it clear. I might do it in a couple of days' time, because I've made this, you know, people will be like, oh shit, someone's so, so just, you know, Tony Cowell just unfollow me. And they listen to the podcast, unfollow a leech, <laughs> unfollow a leech in your life. <laughs> I wonder if he's talking about me. It'd be difficult to, you know, so I'm not going to do that today. But, you know, around the time of the solstice, just, you know, Unfollow someone on Instagram or Twitter around the week of the solstice. Someone that makes you go, ugh, you know? So there, just keep that in mind. That's a new neo-pagan tradition that you can do. Um, so, right, back to the research. Thank you very much, Ben Clifford. Uh, people would feast and dance around the bonfires. Uh, a big networking and courting occasion, he says. Um, and it's the St. John's bonfire that we see today hark back to the summer solstice fires of old. And a fun fact, he says. Basically, all midsummer festivals are summer solstice festivals. Even the one where you're doing all mad mushrooms, smashing our lads' heads in with mallets, hanging around with Jack Rayner's big knob. It's all about the solstice, bro. I used to ride birds, man. I used to play a guitar. <laughs> That's not my bit. That's uh, rapper Nilo's bit. Him and my mate Zach um, used to do a podcast um, called Whammo. Um where they were just trying to, you know, one was in London, one was in Dublin, just trying to catch up. Um, and they would always, I mean, it did. It wouldn't go five minutes before they would fall into a bit of doing an impression of Jack Rayner in, uh, <laughs> in Sing Street. I used, to, I used to ride birds, man. You know, I think Jack Rayner is a very impressive uh, guy. Anyway, uh, next up. So in Ireland, the Irish for summer solstice is Greenstad. Literally meaning sun stop. So uh, probably probably what the b- little buddy lads in Fontaine's DC to be shouting to uh, frontman Green Chatton uh, when he's doing his, uh, his uh, 16 minute scat solo. Green starred, you know, and he's like a summer solstice. This must be a beautiful thing. Green, as you know, um, I didn't actually know him and I thought he was accusing me of having a greener when I met him at a, at a gig. Um, because I was <laughs> uh, but he was actually just introducing himself as Green it's me Green from Fontaine's and I was uh, yeah man I'm fucking freaking out right now anyway good laugh good laugh we had it was before my son was born um, anyway so it's called Green Stad Stad 
I find stod a funny word. Um, stod! Stod! Like a ram, like a goat being let into a house. And like it's bashing in the door and they're like, Stod! 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 <laughs> oh, fucking gas. <laughs> gas, the idea. Bunch of gale gores being attacked by a sheep. Most of all the lads in Montrose are just laughing at the gale gores being attacked by a sheep. They say it in a funny language. <laughs> ah, no, look, it's a lovely name. Um, Green Stod. Sun stop. And this is because for several days between June 20th and 25th, the hours and minutes of daylight will remain exactly the same. Um, that's fascinating. It is a time for blooming, blossoming and wild abandon, he says, and a traditional time to host weddings uh, and, to, of course, bonfires. This is because it ha- falls right between Bialtana and Lunasa, right? Two other pagan traditions. Now, what Ben points out here is a good idea, right? We're always looking at how we can appropriate, not appropriate, introduce, reintroduce more aspects of our culture. He's saying because, and this is even in Ireland. I mean, of course they do it in Sweden, but in Ireland, the ladies here would wear flower garlands, right? A big bouquet of uh, fucking daisies in your head, right? Dancing around the fire, you know? Um, and he recommends that if you look, if you're going to a music festival, leave the Native American headdress behind. Leave the bindi jewels. Lash on a big flower garland, right? He says more culturally appropriate and, um, and yeah, of course, with very twisted midsummer vibes. So this is what you might do uh, at a bit of a uh, celebrating green start, right? Uh, lovers would hold hands and jump through the fire together to bring themselves luck. And it is said that the higher they jumped, the taller their crops would grow that year. Um, well, I tell you, there's no wonder that we're a nation of cabbages. <laughs> we look like cabbages and we eat cabbages because we can't jump very high. And it's a nation of spuds as well. I tell you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want me fucking father-in-law seeing me jump, you know, holding his, holding his daughter's hand, jumping over a fire. Like, oh, he didn't jump very high there. Oh my God. What famine has he cursed this family with by jumping over that fire so low? And he burned his little tarp shoes, probably made of some sort of tarp. Um, smell, <laughs> smell of burning tarp. Um, and else to say about that? Yeah, just what Tony was saying there, just about it jumping into the fire. Um, I think that's actually very reminiscent of love because of the sparks. And you have sparks early in a relationship. And isn't this love kind of jumping into an unknown, jumping into a fire, you know, with the good and the bad. Yes, we can cook our meats with it, but it can also decimate our woodland cabins. <laughs> Thank you for that contribution. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Um, we would also send wheels of fire. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, sorry. He actually says we would send wheels of fire cascading down the hills for the crack, which might explain that one year in oxygen that everyone was obsessed with Johnny Cash's wheel of fire. I do you remember that? That was that was mad. I do remember that, Ben. That was mad. Every time it would just break up like that. Da, 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 da. If there was anything to do with fire, it was people were singing. People were obsessed with it. Big sing songs going all night in the camp. What I also remember from that uh, that year's festival was there was um, a big screen on. I don't want to call it a, a Titantron, but it was a bigger TV. And it was shown on Scon On Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? Uh <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Was that like an Irish owl? August on Scone on Lord of the Rings. You know, 
I think it was in an Irish hour. Anyway, I don't even fucking know where my references come from anymore. I'm just an Ouroboros snake eating my own tail at this point. Anyway, they were watching, they were playing Lord of the Rings on each night. And um, the first night, of course, was the Fellowship of the Ring. And then the plan was Saturday night, uh, the Two Towers and then Third Return of the King. Everyone was sitting around watching the Fellowship. People were like enjoying it, you know. Towards the end, people were like kind of like cheering at stuff, you know. And it was kind of getting a bit of a buzz, being like, oh, that was actually pretty class watching Fellowship of the Ring last night in the campsite. So the next night, it was a bigger crowd watching the Two Towers. And it gets to that scene where Gollum's doing his little two-hander and he's like, you know, we want this, we blah, 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 and all the shit. And he's saying he's going to like, uh, so he gets to the line where he says he's going to, you know, you know, dis- double-cross, deceive Frodo and Sam. And he says the line where he says he's going to take the ring, he's like, and take it from me. Then some lab picked up a deck chair and he just goes, no! And he fucked it at the screen. And I'm like, sparks flying out of it and it was very very exciting but everyone was like what the fuck he just got so into the flick <laughs> he just got so into the flick that he that he fucked a uh, uh, deck chair at the thing and it was a very very interesting moment anyway so as he says there's a few of the fun things that they would do to celebrate green star oh would you star oh would you star your star's flattering me Oh, would you stod? Um, anyway, he, what was I saying? yeah, to celebrate green stod, uh, here's some things we do. As I said, lovers holding hands, jumping through the fire, um, send wheels of fire uh, down the hill, and also use the ash from the bonfires to fertilize their crops. Because as he says here, um, we refuse to do anything unless it's to do with agriculture. But that reminded me, Ben. I don't know, I'm sure you have read it, uh, of uh, Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology, where he kind of retells, as much as he can in a conversational way, um, his entire knowledge of Norse mythology. Uh, And when he talks about, I actually have a quote here, uh, he talks about the origins of men and women. Now, how is this for an origin of the species, right? Just compared to what the Pope, yeah, the Pope, the Pope is a dope because the Pope smokes dope, right? Remember those t-shirts? I love the Pope because the Pope smokes dope. You can get them in Asha with all those fucking legendary stoner alien posters. Anyway, um, how is this for an origin of the species, right? And this is from Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology. So this is how the first man and woman were were created, right? Um, So Odin and his brothers, realizing that the world of Midgard must be inhabited, so they created earth right they set out to create humanity and they collected two logs that had floated to the shore the first log was made of ash wood the ash tree is resilient and handsome let's not deny it and its roots go deep its wood carves well and will not split or crack ash wood makes a good tool handle or the shaft of a spear the second log they found beside the first on the beach so close to the first log that they were almost touching was that of a log of elm wood the elm tree is graceful but its wood is hard enough to be made into the toughest planks and beams you can build a fine home or hall from Elmwood. And then the godly brothers gave these logs life, then will, intelligence and drive, and finally shaped them, one with male genitalia, one with female genitalia. And then they gave them clothes, for they were cold, and then they finally gave them names. Uh, The man they called Ask, or Ash Tree, and the woman they called Imbla. Or Elm. And then you compare that to the old Adam and Eve. Girl, you ain't nothing but my rib. 
bitch. I just don't want to say bitch. Girl, you ain't nothing but my rib. I only I only got rid of the rib so I could give myself a blowy. Not so he would create a wreck the head that will get us both banished from paradise. <laughs> Apparently Prince Prince um tried to remove it. That was the myth anyway that he tried to you know you know, I wonder if that's any correlation, you know, ambiguously gendered prince, you know, trying to get a rib removed so he could fillet. Um I mean, it couldn't, you know, look, here's a tip, right? Instead of getting your ribs removed, roll back on your shoulders, bro, and put weights on your legs. Anyway, more about the sun. So, um, now this is interesting, right? I don't particularly have anything funny about it because I just found it damn interesting. So Ben says the sun was everything back in the day, and you can actually even see how important the sun is by looking at the Irish language because directions are actually based on position of the sun and points on the compass, right? So this is from... Manchen Megan's 32 words for field, okay? And I quote, Instead of saying I'm going over there or back home, she, in parentheses, his grandmother, would uh, have given me compass bearings. I'm heading Ser on Bohar, eastwards along the road, or Ojas to the south. When I was a child, I once lo- was locked out of our house in County Kerry and a neighbour saw me struggling at the door and called across, Casan Eker in Akinagrena, turn the key against the sun. And we even have two words specifically related to the direction of the sun. Desel, sunwise, and tuhl, anti-sunwise. There you are. Anti-sunwise Ganji. Um, or, should you, or should I call you? Desel Ganji. Fucking Desel Ganji. a bit of Ganji there. What am I talking about? This is, this is the, see, this is why people think that I have uh, ADHD. Because when I'm actually trying to focus on something, I... Uh, don't. So look, here are three of the best spots. Now, I'm a bit late for this information, but just so you know, for next, this is an all-encompassing encyclopedia of the solstice, so keep this in mind. If you're looking for a quality spot, check out the summer solstice. These are Ireland's hottest cairns, says Ben. All right, number one, he says, Grange Stone Circle at Loch Gurr in Limerick. There's 113 standing stones built around 2200 B.C., and uh, that aligned with the rising sun of the solstice. So you would have missed that now. Sorry I couldn't give you any more notice on that. That has passed now because uh, we're in the day, if you're listening to this. Uh, but it's always next year. Grange Stone Circle. Another one, Hilatara. Home place of the two at the dawn and bro, where I belong. As an artist, you know. They say if you have a child who is well gifted in a physical activities like sports, they're a child of the Milesians. But one who is gifted in the creative arts is uh, two at the dawn. A fairy boy. Right? The sort of boy that would probably rather see a bunch of fairies and dogs running around the Aviva Stadium uh, rather than, ah, I had a good day. We went to the All Blacks match. That was good. You know? When we were bloody winning. When we were bloody. I like it. I do like it. I just, you know? I wish we were all into Crufts. Like in the same way everyone, you know? Anyway, uh, the Hill of Tara, home of the old Irish High Kings and believed to be also the portal into the, the, the other world. I, I, I feel like I, 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 I feel like if I was ever like in a movie where like I was a kid and Tom Hanks was my dad and like you know we had a fight and then like I ran away and he'd be all like Tony Tony where's he gone and then um, and then like the little girl is like he said he wanted to be with his people and he's like the hill of Tara that's where he'd go to meet me and then we'd cry and I'm like I miss ma'am you know I don't know what fucking situation that is Anyway, then there's also Carrow Keel in Sligo, which is kind of like a, re- a reverse Newgrange. Um, 
Well, actually, to be fair now, Ben, if it was a reverse Newgrange, it should be spitting out light. So it should be completely underground, spitting out light from a little crevice. So if we're just being fucking honest with ourselves here, bro, um, I know, but I've watched it. It looks savage. Um, definitely will be checking that out at some point. I've never gone to any of these, and I've never heard about any of them. This is why I act like a badass neo-pagan. Ben knows all this shit. Anyway, let's look at some of the ancient traditions. Okay, so the ancient Greece, Greeks. Speaking of which, do you hear what they're doing in Greece these days? Chips. Mm, I bet you thought I was going to say something about the the euro or something. The fall of the euro. The collapse of the euro. No, I'm actually talking about uh, pretending like I was talking about Greece fat. Tony, start making chips. Um... All right, so um, so apparently, all right, so for one day of the year during the solstice, slaves were allowed to participate in equal measure as their masters. Oh, I said that was a fun day. You know, you're all right, you lot. Masters, you're all right, actually. This is actually a good day. Why don't you let me, hey, why don't you let me crack you up for a while, eh? Come on. Ah, no, we're all, since we're all equal, you know. Now you build the Coliseum, ha, <laughs> just for a laugh, just, just for a laugh. We just do it for today, just for a laugh. The master's like, Jesus Christ, that sun won't go down. He's getting a fucking serious, serious hiding after this. He's getting a serious hiding after this. Um, According to um, Brit- Britannica, slaves and lords celebrated side by side. And certain legal and moral restrictions were lifted. Moral restrictions lifted in ancient Greece, where they rode everything. They killed everyone. They boiled people alive in bronze bulls. <laughs> what are they restricting themselves from? Um, this was a day meant to emulate the golden age of Kronos when no one had to work uh, for a living and all humanity was considered equal. This is the first age. This is Kronos. Kronos is, you know, who used to eat his kids until Zeus, which actually I found out by um, watching a Star Wars documentary uh, years ago. Uh, kind of the idea of Darth Vader is stemmed from Greek mythology of uh, Zeus being hidden from his father and then coming back and slaying him. Slaining him, you know? Um, and that fucking Disney Plus show is trying to undo all that. It's not trying to undo any of it. I'm not. I don't mean to be a toxic, entitled piece of trash. Anyway, in ancient Rome, they celebrated Vesta, the goddess of Earth. Um, during the week of Vestalia, only women were allowed to enter the temple. What about the Vestal Virgins? Ben, what about the Vestal Virgins? I remember here, I remember they're one of those things that you remember because, you know, you hear virgin and you think, you know, sex. You don't think sex with virgins, but, you know, you think even Virgin Mary, you know, because that's what Darren Brown says. If you think of, if you link something with sex or violence in your head, you remember it forever. So that's why, like, things like the vomitorium stands out from memory because they used to get sick in it. Do you know what I mean? Um, All the vehicles that they used in the Coliseum fights, you know, all the weapons, violence and sex. You just remember it, you know. So even being prohibited to have sex is something that you remember, like a Vestal Virgin. But, um, so I'd love to know about that. But apparently he says here over the rest of the year that women were banned from entering the temple entirely. It must have just been the virgins they let in there. Do you know it's also a shame? I mean, of course it's a shame that women were forced into chastity and had to stay in the temple for their whole life because they were virgins. Um, I think they were killed if they left. Um, blessed, blessed life. Um, but it's a shame, you know, what about virgin boys? Virgin boys never get a look in, you know? And they're mad up for it. I don't know why there's not, like, you know, the virgin young fella. You know, young, I, don't, I don't really know what I mean by this. <laughs> I don't really know what I mean. But in the same way that um, virgin women is some traditional, 
you know, I don't know, fetishized kind of, they, they, they're up there on a plinth, right? And they don't want to be, big time. But virgin boys would love all that. They'd love all the attention. Isn't there like a quote from High Fidelity, the book, or maybe it's a deleted scene, where he's talking about how they kind of would, he kind of wasn't having sex with his ex that much and that it would be better that as a woman gets older, the actual partner she should really find is a teenage boy. Like old women, she just, you know, hook up with teenage boys because, I mean, now it seems probably, you know, you and me shouldn't, but the, se- uh, the sexual drives are equally matched for older women and teenage boys is what he was saying. I don't know. I'm, I'm bound I'm bow out of a bad bit. Um, anyway, so modern traditions. The Swedes, they love a pickled herring around the summer solstice has been. And folk tales say walking barefoot in the morning dew will bring about good health. And women wear floral crowns to celebrate beauty and fertility. And it's said that if unmarried girls place seven flowers under their pillow on midsummer, they'll dream of their future husband, my future wife. So romantic. I met a girl, man, she was dancing around a maypole, man. She had flowers growing out of her head, man. And she had a smell like pickled fish. And she told me I'll put all her tulips under a cushion and she had a dream about me, bro. Should I go for it? <laughs> yeah, man, that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Um, the Ukrainians, great bunch of lads, also love jumping over bonfires. And they're also very fond of midsummer skinny dipping. But Mr. Mr. Putin, bro, I'd like to put you on a bonfire and dance naked in a water. It's hard. You don't be making Ukrainian jokes. Just great. All good. All great bunch of lads. Um, in Austria, they light the fucking beacons of Gondor, he says here. And wow, it really looks like it. They light um, in the Wilder Kaiser region of Tyrol. Look it up. They literally light their mountains on fire and it looks fucking savage. Do you know, when I become the minister for crack... I'm going to light big old flaming cock on the side of the sugar loaf, bro. As far as the eyes can see, all right? Big old fucking flaming cock to celebrate fertility, right? For men, men shouldn't be afraid of being men. Men shouldn't be afraid of being men. Um, no, that does sound good. Not what I said. Uh, this thing, you know. We don't do anything. Keith Barry should be doing something for today. He should be doing something mad. He should be doing... They should be, it should be called Solstice. And Keith Barry should be setting himself on fire. Do you know what? I think we should just light Keith Barry on fire. He should look... It shouldn't be ever on his terms. If he's really magic, like he promises he is, then he should be able to escape a fire. Right? I'm not actually saying that. In Iceland, <laughs> they throw the huge Midnight Sun Festival called Secret Solstice, where they have a rave and a glacier. And uh, it actually sounds savage. They ha- In 2018, Storms he played with Slayer and Bonnie Tyler in a glacier cave. That sounds f- class. We should be doing stuff in Newgrange. Look, look, I know we shouldn't be wrecking Newgrange. I know it's older than the pyramids and all that good stuff. But let's let me do comedy there. Let me sing chicken titties in Newgrange. Let me sing my new Meet My Mate song. Right? Look, let's start a petition to have me perform. Comedian Tony Cantwell perform in Newgrange. <laughs> Comedian Tony Cantwell has landed himself in hot water after destroying the passage tomb of Newgrange. <laughs> Clucking like a madman while performing his banger chicken titties. Um, uh, what was I saying? What was he even saying? Yeah, something like that. Uh, and then lastly here in China, up until 2020. Um, ooh. Hmm. 
the, the government used to celebrate by having the lychee and dog meat festival, which correlated with the summer solstice. The festival went ahead in 2020 in defiance of the government, but it's dwindled a bit. That's a real, that's a real spin the wheel twice and let's see what festival will do. Uh, we got lychee and, oh, shite, dog meat. Who put that up there? Meow. I don't meow. <laughs> Whiskers. Who gave you a Sharpie? Meow. I know, look, that's awful. They should do away with that. They should do away with all those wet markets, I say, from a very privileged position of living like 15 minutes next to a Lidl, you know? Just get rid of that. Just eat lambs like we do. And cows. Although, look, look, it, of course it would, of course it sounds great. Like it sounds cool that tiger teeth give you erections, but they don't. Of course that would be cool. I mean, it's cooler than taking a Viagra, but it's still, you don't want to, you don't want the tigers to die. All right? Look, as someone who's a member of Tony the Tiger's um, Tiger Club, and I even had a little badge that had a little light up eyes of a tiger, right? I take tiger uh, preservation very seriously. And the little badge would go like, have little lights on it. And it was great. All the gadgets in the 90s made that sound when they had light-up lights. Anyway, am I out of it? I am out of it. Um, Look, thanks very much for listening. Thank you very much, Ben Clifford, associate producer of the pod, Ben Clifford, for coming in with the goods. Everything you needed to know about the summer solstice. Now, get out there. Make the most of your extra day. And I'll tell you what you can really do. I tell you, it would be a phenomenal idea is to um, celebrate this extra time by filling it with extra podcasts like mine over on patreon.com forward slash Tony Cantwell. Did you know that every single Friday I do an extra podcast? Last Friday, I'm not going to lie, I think it's one of the best podcasts I've done in the last year. I did a Father's Day podcast, giving you loads of Father's Day jokes that you can share for Father's Day. Well, at least next year, Father's Day's just gone. Um... And uh, I also had a list of the top 30 dads in media. We're talking Tony Sopranos. We're talking Walter Whites. We're talking uh, Atticus Finch, Homer, <laughs> uh, Kratos, which is a phenomenal suggestion from Ben Clifford as well. Uh, the top 30 dads in media ranked with the Smash Brothers ranking system of S tier down to F. So you can check that out over there, even if you just want to try it for a month. It's just a fiver. And even if you just like this podcast and you're thinking, hey, how can I support this podcast? You can go over there. You can subscribe for as long as you feel comfortable. You're not tied in for any long period of time and you can cancel whenever you want. Um, That's my full-time job is that podcast. So if you'd like to give it a go, give it a go. But I'm done preaching here. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you very much to the sponsor, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey, the DLD.com, at Dubliner Whiskey on all the social. And thank you very much for listening. All the best. Bye-bye. Enjoy the extra life. Right. It's only girl, we'll show.